Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now joining us on the guest line is a Super Bowl MVP. Had one of the better stories in the NFL this past season, quarterbacking the Cleveland Browns. And that, of course, is Joe Flacco. Kind enough to join us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Joe, first and foremost, congratulations on an incredible season. Thanks so much for doing this, and how you been? Yeah, can't complain. You know, wish we were still going, but uh, doing well. When the season finally ended, and you're right, you had the whole story, you go to Cleveland, you have the immediate success, uh, you go into uh, Houston. I know the playoff game didn't go your way. But when you have to put it into words, what you guys were able to accomplish this year and this journey and the ride that it was for you, how do you kind of do that? Yeah, listen, it's always it's always a lot of fun when you go out there and you're able to win some football games and, and do it with a bunch of guys that, you know, are awesome to be around. So um, I think anytime you, you you play this game, you're you want to give yourself a chance. And that means get to the playoffs and, you know, see where you can go from there. It's always disappointing when it ends so abruptly. Um, you know, kind of no matter how the few weeks have gone before that. Um, so it's always tough to kind of look back and, and, and maybe initially see all the positives, but it was a lot of fun. You know what you're capable of, um, and you've been doubted a, a lot, but going into that locker room and quickly developing that chemistry, how did you guys be able to do that? Because that was the most impressive part to me. It was you bring a new guy in and then boom, pretty quickly, you guys are starting to play um, at, at a very high level. Well, I think it's just a credit to the guys that are in that room, credit to the coaches for the way they put things together. But you could tell that it was a, it was a pretty tight knit locker room as soon as you walked in there. And I think just, um, you know, it's never easy to step into a new situation and it's never easy for, you know, a team to kind of welcome a guy that, you know, shows up so late like I did. But I think it, a lot of credit goes to those guys for being able to do that and, you know, make it as seamless as possible talking to Joe Flacco right now. Um, I know you want to keep on playing for, for a long time, I would imagine. How much uh, longer, though, do you think you keep on playing in the NFL? It's impossible to put numbers on it because you just never know. Um, you know, it's not always in your control. I mean, look, I, I it could have easily kind of not – I could have easily not gotten a call the last couple weeks, couple uh, months of the season and been sitting here kind of thinking, all right, that was it, I guess, you know. 
So you, 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 it's tough to kind of put a number on it and, and try to look at those things. You have to, just like each week when you're in the season, you have to look at it week to week. You have to just kind of do the same thing with with how you with how you go, um, and and keep every you know the off season's the off season. Uh, let's let's focus on that. Let's make sure you're in shape to, to go somewhere, and you just take it day by day and, and see where it goes. I know I want to play, um, and I want to do it as long as I can and feel capable of doing that. Um, other people don't always uh, see it how you see it. I mean, obviously, the person involved probably sees. You know, I was talking to somebody uh, recently, and it's like I'm probably going to think I can still play when I'm 55, 60 years old. I mean, obviously, that's not going to be the case. You know, so obviously there's a point where like your expectations and uh, how you feel about yourself don't necessarily match up with the reality, but I don't necessarily think that's the case. You know, even though there's still going to be some doubters, there's always going to be that. Um, But we'll see. We'll see when that happens. Would you go to a place where you would be a backup? Like, like if it's not guaranteed that you're going to be a starter, is that something that you would still do and, and see how it plays out? Listen, once again, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you have to each opportunity and each situation. It's not, it's not as easy as just saying yes to that or no to that. I think each little thing, you know, each little um, team or whatever, if let's say I have a couple opportunities, they're all going to be different in their own way. And, you know, like this year um, I could tell you that I, I didn't have to make that decision. Like, Hey, would I go take an opportunity somewhere to be a backup? and not really under knowing how good that team is going to be and what their what my role is going to be i would have liked to tell you that i would have been able to turn something like that down this spring and summer um but i don't know if i would have been able to turn it down i would have viewed it as an opportunity and i and i would have probably went and taken that and seen where it takes me but deep down i did want to be able to turn those turn those kind of things down and wait for the right opportunity in the case of this year it was kind of done for me. I didn't have any opportunities. So it wasn't like I had to say no to anybody that I was, I was at home. I was doing my work. I was working out and waiting for a call. So I do think there is positives to sitting around this year. There was positives to being available when I was available, as opposed to being locked down on another team. I think um, hopefully my opportunities will be a little bit different this year in terms of, you know, getting some calls here and there. I mean, you, you never know. Um, and I'm going to have to assess each one of those for what it is and 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 go from there. Joe Flacco here with us. What was it like for you mentally? Because I always think that is so tough on a player when all they know their entire life is football. And then you went, obviously, through a, a few-month period where you didn't know if you were going to play again. So how was that mentally for you? I think it was strangest probably when training camp was starting up and I wasn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, it's been you know, over 20 years where I've been doing that, you know, 25 years, I've been going to a training camp in August in some capacity and and getting ready to play a football season. So I think that was probably the point where it became the most real. And then from there, from then on out, it really wasn't as big of a deal. I think you kind of get over that in your head that you're not going somewhere and and you get back into the mindset of just kind of making sure you're prepared uh, if that day comes. Being in the same locker room this year uh, as Kevin Stefanski, a locker room run by Kevin Stefanski, you know, he was entering the season on the hot seat and clearly he's going to be back next year and he he coached his ass off and there's a good case for him to win another coach of the year award. We'll see what happens uh, in a few weeks when they announce the awards. But what did you take away being around a lot of good coaches from your time with Kevin Stefanski? Yeah, such an interesting league, right? Like how, you know, one second everybody's 
super high and then the next second everybody's super low and it's just not necessarily necessarily the reality of you know how it works you know you have to give people time and you know yet you have to you know it's a hard it's a hard league and you're not always going to you're not you're you know you're not going to be 13 and 4 and 15 and 2 every single year and you know even even you know even 11 and 6 it's it's just not that easy it's not the way it works um you know every year is a new year and Kevin's an, an unbelievable coach and he's done an unbelievable job i think i think this year was a good year for him to prove that but I think that's what it proves that he's good. If, if, if he's somebody that you like and you know that he's good and you know, he can grow, um, you know, you, you understand that in five years from now, it might not be the same, but you know who you have in him. I think he's shown everybody that I think he's had the time now to show everybody that he's capable of doing it at the highest level. And now it's just a matter of having the pieces and, and making sure everything goes the right way. But he's definitely a guy that you want, you know, in that locker room behind the scenes and, and running the show. I know he was hurt, but what was your relationship like with Deshaun Watson? Just wondering. Yeah, you know when when Deshaun was around, it was great. Uh, I think he, I think even you know from afar watching it on TV when he wasn't in there playing and DJ was playing or Dorian was playing, I think he was. I think he did a great job of, uh, you know, of of being excited for everything that was going on, even though he wasn't wasn't the guy at the moment. Are you confident that he could? I know it's going to be awkward because whenever someone uses the word elite with you. Uh, that's always polarizing. So that wasn't intentional. But are you confident yeah. that one day uh, Deshaun Watson uh, could be an elite quarterback again? Oh, for sure. Listen, I mean, he's—I I still feel like he's not been in the league that long, and it's for him, it's just about staying healthy and, and, and you know, and, and getting back out there and getting a full season under his belt. You know, I, I didn't mean to do that, but the elite conversation with you. Is always an interesting yeah. one. Like, how do you personally take that? Like, you won a Super Bowl, you won a Super Bowl MVP. So bleep anybody that doesn't want to give you the credit. But that's always something that's still to this day. Like, I was having fun with it when you were playing. I'm like, Elite Joe Flacco is back, and everyone was running with it. Yeah, it's just it, it, that's that's the biggest thing. Is like, you know, listen, I I don't take offense to very much. So it's like, you know, it can it can be taken however you want it. But I just kind of let people have fun with it ultimately that's what it is it's people kind of having fun and and you know just creating some kind of story out of nothing or you know whatever it may be so that's kind of how i treat it listen i mean it, it's all over the place you know as soon as i start playing i'm like listen i've had you know everywhere from people in the media talking about it to my buddies and you know when my buddies are are messing with me about it you know talking to me about it it's usually in the and it's usually making fun of me That's or awesome. trying to get some kind of reaction out of me, which is great. You know, I'm sure my kids will get involved in it, in it at some point. Um, it was just like it was one of those big topics to conversation, you know, 12, 10, 12 years ago. And it's just kind of grew into what it is. And, you know, if they're actually if they actually mean it, have fun with it, you know. Yeah, Joe Flacco here with us. Absolutely love that answer. That was awesome. Um, let me ask you about Jared Goff, because that's someone that, right, has been disrespected, has been to a Super Bowl, could be to another Super Bowl um, after this weekend. With the way that Jared Goff is is covered, do you see some of yourself just wondering in, in Jared Goff? I don't know. It, it's tough to, it's probably tough to look at yourself and compare to others. So it's probably easier for somebody like you to kind of be a little bit more removed from that situation and look at it. But I will say, I mean, to go to another team and to kind of do it the way 
that it happened with him. And yeah, obviously there's that like sense of, of there's that feeling that comes around that, whatever that may be, however people feel about it. It's pretty impressive for him to stay, you know, confident and, and, and all the stuff that goes along with that mentally to deal with, to deal with that mentally. I'm listen, I'm sure he was excited on some level, like as, as much as, you know, other people wanted to talk about this and that about the switch from uh, the Rams to Detroit. I'm sure he was excited on a level to kind of get into a situation where he probably felt like it was a new beginning and, uh, you know, the organization was, was around him and, and all that. So I'm sure he had some help along the way, but it's still impressive to mentally kind of go from one team to the other, especially when you did take that team that you were at to the Super Bowl and now kind of be able to get right back to that point again. Um, it, it's not easy to win in this league. Um, and for him to be able to do it in, in multiple places definitely says a lot about him. I know what you just did this past season with Cleveland was so phenomenal as Joe Flacco is here with us for a few more moments uh, on CBS Sports Radio. And I know that the Ravens were an enemy this year, but you'll always be remembered as a Baltimore Raven winning that Super Bowl, that being where the bulk of your career was. To see what uh, John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson are doing this year, just what kind of emotion does it elicit from you? Uh, I don't know if I'm too emotional about it. I mean, but it's not surprising. I mean, they're always a good football team. I mean, what's their, you know, it, it's it's the typical formula for them. You know, it, you know, they're a physical football team that wants to run the ball and they're going to play phenomenal defense, you know, besides a year here and there. That's what they do. And you expect them to be around at this at this point in the year. Who do you think wins this weekend, by the way, in both these games? Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I think Baltimore is the easy choice for people and San Francisco is the easy choice for people. But at this point in the year, man, you have four good teams going at it. I mean, Kansas City's been there every single year. Um, you know, it's it's just so funny. I mean, how week to week it is. Every, you know, a few weeks ago, everybody's super down on, you know, what kind of chances they have. But they're right back there. I think both of those defenses are obviously capable. So it's just going to be a matter of which one can kind of, you know, show up on Sunday and, and, and be able to kind of get some pressure on the quarterback, maybe cause a turnover here or there. Um, and then I think the San Francisco Detroit game, it's, it, it you know, it, I think San Francisco is a completely different team when they get pressure on the quarterback, whether they, you know, and whether when, when they don't get pressure on the quarterback, um, and I think that's probably what it's going to come down to. Can Detroit get their back going? I mean, it's fun to kind of, you know, you don't, it's funny when you're like somebody like me, like I do watch games, but you don't necessarily get to get a full feel for how everybody is. But last week watching the, uh, the, the Lions go, I mean, if they get their back going, he looked pretty explosive. So if they can get pressure, uh, if, if they can also get pressure on, um, on uh, the Niners and they can get their back going offensively, like just have him pop a big couple plays. Then listen, those guys are riding high right now. Detroit's behind them and they're riding to momentum. Um, so you never know how these things are going to go. It's impossible to call them. Like I said, the easy choices are Baltimore and San Francisco, but who knows? Last thing I'll ask you, when you look back at that Super Bowl that you won, uh, it was a, a great Super Bowl, right? You guys had the big lead, then the 49ers took it back, but you guys were able to get the job done at the end, I always wonder, and I've never had a chance to, to ask this to you. What did you do uh, coming out of halftime when you had the whole blackout situation? When uh, some people believe that was intentional by the NFL, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I, I don't really remember. I don't think I did much. I, I, you know, obviously we tried 
there's probably a time where our strength and conditioning guys gathered us up and made sure that we were doing something to, to stay loose, especially because it wasn't long after halftime and it's an extended halftime as it is. But ultimately, you never, you, we didn't know how long it was going to last. So we're kind of just hanging out, getting ready for the lights to get turned back on, if I remember right. And then yeah. it obviously lasted probably a little bit longer than anybody thought. Um, so, I, you know, it, it's tough to go back there and put myself in that situation and remember exactly what we did. But like I said, I think it was mostly just kind of standing around waiting for some kind of information on what was going to happen next. He is Joe Flacco. Uh, actually, Joe, um, I just have to ask you about this. Uh, the finalist for the Comeback Player of the Year Award came out yesterday. I know you won, right, the highest honor that anyone could win in the NFL, and that's Super Bowl MVP. But it's yourself, DeMar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, uh, Matthew Stafford, and then uh, Tua Tunga-Vailoa. How'd you kind of uh, process that one the other day? Well, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know what I'm coming back from. <laughs> I, probably, I would say most of the guys on that list. I'm not sure what we're coming back from, so that's probably my initial reaction. But I think anytime. Any time that you're, you know, getting recognized in this league for, you know, playing well, I guess, uh, you know, it, it can be flattering. So it, it's a cool group to be a part of, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's my initial thought is I'm, I'm not necessarily I'm just coming back from, you know, what being old and, you know, not not being on a team for a couple months. So who knows? Would that be bizarre if you won the award with the way that you just laid it out? Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, I, I think we could probably go through most, like I said, most of the guys on that list besides DeMar. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if we're necessarily coming back from anything, but... Uh, like so I you said, think DeMar I think should win it? Is that what you're saying, just wondering? For sure. You know, I, I don't know how many snaps he played, but I just think mentally to get yourself back to the point where you feel comfortable doing that kind of thing and... You know, obviously the physical part stands, you know, stands for, you know, you don't need any explanation there. But I think mentally to get yourself ready to go back out there and um, feel feel good doing that, you know, what we do, uh, especially at his position, um, is, is pretty cool. He is Joe Flacco. Joe, can't appreciate the time. Good luck. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 